Reach new career heights with University of Maryland's Robert H. Smith School of Business. Flexible MBA and MS options. GMAT and GRE not required. Learn more at go.umd.edu slash smithschool. University of Maryland Smith School of Business. Inspired, fearless, unstoppable.
Welcome to Big Blend Radio with Nancy Reed and Lisa Smith, the crazy mother, daughter, travel team, and publishers of Big Blend Radio and TV magazine. Check it out at blendradioandtv.com. You just heard No Mercy, the title track from the new and fifth album by Bay Area rock singer, songwriter, and musician Anna Carney. And uh, you can go get it now in stores. It's online, and you can go right to her website as well. It's carney.org, and that's K-A-R-N-E-Y, carney.org. And she's here on the show with us. How are you, Carney? I'm doing great. How are you guys doing? Doing awesome. This is like, I was saying this earlier, this is a dangerous album, but it's like a dangerous good album, and it's... I know there's a lot of songs uh, from what your repertoire over the years uh, that have been on some of your other albums, but um, in, with a different twist. And just listening to the whole thing, it's like a complete experience that just builds and builds, and it's got good messages in there, like really very socially conscious, I felt, you know, going through it and listening. Yet I feel like I'm flying. Like <laughs> I feel like it's, it's like I'm in a spacecraft and it's going faster and faster. <laughs> oh wow! I love that. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, I've always wanted a spacecraft, but I never felt like I was in one when I was listening. I just kind of felt like, you know, we could have our own little rockets, or I don't know. It just feels like we're going through different time dimensions with it. So yeah, probably because it part of it might be that it's the styles of music span over a few years. Um, mm. I took some of my earlier work. And I was working with a new producer, Michael Rosen, Mm -hmm. and uh, he and I were listening to some of the older songs that I had recorded in other studios and well, but we were feeling it in a different way. And, Mm. um, and unfortunately some of the messages were still relevant today. Mm. So, um, you know, we, we thought that we would, just sort of upgrade and spruce them up. And I had played these songs live for many years and um, not all of them, the ones that I redid, I played them for many years and with, with different sort of arrangements and additions of instruments and taking instruments away and maybe altering a word here, a melody there. And so since they were live kind of different than they were on the recording, I wanted to, to, uh, record where they had uh, evolved to, mm-hmm. uh, and so that was the inspiration. This song was orig- was on the very first album that I put out. It was just called Carney. The the album was called Carney, mm-hmm. and it was basically acoustic guitar and drums. That's all it was, and wow. it was meant to yeah, it was meant to be an acoustic <laughs> song. And then we just we just shuffled it up in the studio. We 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 just kept working it and working it, and that was the song that came out was this epic rock song, which. Yeah. I did not hear. I didn't hear that. Michael heard that. Wow. Because it is, it's an epic album. I mean, the rock is, I mean, you've got, I feel like you've got every genre in there. Like, you've got some funk, a little reggae. You've got some jazz in some places. And, and mm-hmm. the instrumentation is really good. Everything flows. And it just is, it's like the perfect album. It, I love this. I, I'm like so well, glad. thank you. To know about you, and I'm like, damn, this is good stuff, you know. And no mercy is like, okay, it's like letting you know you're in for the ride of your life when you write your first song. But also going on with, you know, talking about some of the, you know, some of the same messages that stand today, which is 
it is sad. We have a lot of issues mm-hmm. in our country that we were hoping were going away, and they got a little worse. Um, yeah. But <laughs> you you have a song on there called Same Song, and to me it just feels like this. There's that it it tells us of the story of the cycles, like how you know even in nature cycles occur, and it that we do keep going around that wheel, and that song really takes me to that. Is is that what you meant about it? I mean, I know everybody has their own idea of a song that how they hear it um but for you when you wrote that um was that about like the different cycles and how we also get stuck in the same cycle absolutely you just really hit the nail on the head right there um so i saw i can't remember who it was on the cover of rolling stone but it was somebody that everybody was hating right that you know was an evil person evil doer and <laughs> Everybody was shocked and appalled that Rolling Stone had put this person on the cover. And, you know, Time Magazine, Life Magazine, all these magazines from when they started getting published would put people on like Hitler, like Charles Manson, and all these horrible, horrible people. And that the reason is, is I think, because... They're just showing what's mm-hmm. going on in the world mm-hmm. right now. They're not mm-hmm. doing it because they are great people. They're saying this is what's happening. And yeah. that I, I just was hearing the same thing over and over again because we we don't – we, we kind of disconnect. For, I feel we kind of – and I do it too, actually uh, – disconnect from history. We want to mm-hmm. forget pain. You know, mm-hmm. the body wants to forget pain. Our minds want to forget pain. We want to move on into a better future. However, if we don't remember these things, we tend to, and this is just one of the oldest stories in the book, no pun intended, we repeat history. Mm-hmm. And so uh, the fact that people were shocked that this person was on the cover and you know, writing Rolling Stone, you know, nasty letters and so forth, to me showed that we were very disconnected with our own and pretty recent history. Mm-hmm. And so that's that was actually one of the, that was the new song on the album. I just that was a, a recent song. So maybe. I was nodding my okay. head to I'm like, yep. <laughs> maybe maybe the person on the cover was Ted Nugent. Oh, here we go. <laughs> Don't oh, let's just get right in there. Yeah. I just had to do that. We're sending him to the island. Yeah. Unfortunately, islands do bump back into the earth at some point. So you can't yeah. you can't just put them on an island and hope they don't, you know, aren't part of the, the system. But um we're all well, connected. Learn that so that's with Australia, the scary part. right? Australia just yeah. became a country. <laughs> of wonderful people, by the way. Yes. yes. Well, we we used to live in South Africa, and a lot of your, you know, South Africa and Australia have a really good relationship. And and you know, all I know is South Africans and Australians they know how to get together and really, really party hard. Yeah. Oh, that's and, cool. Um, I didn't know that. Yeah. That's nice. Yeah. That was a fun time. Uh, now, the Bay Area has that always been your home? Yeah, and that's part of the eclectic thing is I was raised in a very melting pot environment and mm-hmm. as a just a musician I'm I've always been fascinated by music from not only different genres of music but different um you know international genres of music. Mm-hmm. So I I listen quite intently to one of my favorite singer-songwriters comes from the Ivory Coast of Africa. 
His name is Gabin yeah. Dabire, and I just oh. love listening to him. He's a musicologist. And so, um, you know, my, my tastes go all over the place. And while I totally appreciate, you know, landing on a sound and sticking with that sound and not moving from that sound, I'm a person who needs to move around. Mm. You know? I, I, I good. Yeah, I, I was reading, yeah. I think it was on your website that you're into Fela Kuti as well. And I'm like, oh, man, yeah. it's like someone knows who you who is. <laughs> <laughs> I, know, I know a lot of people do, but there's this. I don't know. It, it just feels like his name gets lost in the shuffle, and just that rhythm. And it, there was like a he—he he could drive people into a frenzy, you know. Oh, he's amazing, it's incredible, amazing. And and the bands that you know, the ensembles that he put together. Another one is King Saniade, who is you know, of course, everybody knows about him. Uh, I hope um, you know, Lady Smith, Lady Smith, Black Mombasa. Mm-hmm. They're great. Yeah. Uh, Sweet Sweet Honey in the Rock right from the East Bay, you know. I mean, there's so much music out there. And uh, that's what I love about community, independent, and college radio Mm. is that Mm. we get to explore. We're not bound by commercialism. And it doesn't mean that things that are commercial are bad. It just means that it's limited. It's just limited. To Hotel California but, but, over and over but, and over again. But I don't, you know, I, because we do a lot of marketing uh, for people in a lot of various subjects, and our findings are that people really do want to see a variety, and they listen to a variety of music. They don't just say, I only listen to classical. You know, right. it, and so when when we're on a radio station, we're because we travel so much and we go through different areas time and time again. We know, oh, when you're in this part of the country, you put on this radio show, and we can name their playlist, and it's the same for two, three years out. And so yeah. there's never anything new. And I don't know what makes them think their listeners want that. I remember I, driving I across Texas, right. and I wanted yeah. to call the highway. I mean, here's all these dead deer and dead armadillos. Yeah. This trip oh, that we horrible. took, and they kept like every, I don't know, seventy-five miles or whatever. You'd have a new radio station. It was the same playlist. Yeah. And I was getting I, no offense to Adele. She's got an amazing voice, but I really started to dislike Adele because I wanted to call it Adele Highway because they, it was mm-hmm. the same song <laughs> over and over again. I was like, at least play a different one, you know. And we yeah. always play the radio wherever we go. We try to find the local stations. And because you find some, like community radio stations because they're, they're so cool. Mm-hmm. We found some really good ones in Louisiana. Yeah. Where they found the, yeah. all these archives of swamp pop. And oh, I remember awesome. like I didn't want to stop driving because I just wanted to keep listening. And I think you're really right about that. It's um, and, and I don't want to see the local stations turn into that. Like I want the I want the. The college. Well, the fact that they don't have to, you know, sort of adhere to a commercial format, meaning that, you know, if if certain companies that I won't name will dominate the playlists and what they what artists they want to Mm -hmm. promote uh, based on presumed and I say presumed sales mm-hmm. because you know now yeah. sales is also in question for the artist because of streaming you know mm-hmm. streaming resources I mean people don't don't really have access 
unless they're going to be a um, an explorer and just go and just explore the the you know iTunes, explore Bandcamp, mm-hmm. explore uh, CD Baby. I mean, just go and just take a day and just explore music. Who has time for that, right? Yeah. And so they're going to listen. They're going to only be able to listen to the strongest radio band that's out there. Okay, so I don't mean band like a music band, but I mean like frequency. Mm-hmm. You know the FM mm-hmm. frequency, uh, or AM, and the only thing that they're going to hear is what is being. I love the playoffs. Anything can happen. But the best part? It's like bonus football. And bonus football means betting bonuses with Gambit DC. For a limited time, get up to a 57% multi-sport parlay boost on the Gambit DC app, online, or at any Gambit DC retail location throughout the district. It's the most exciting time to be a fan. So make your play and get the whole field advantage with Gambit DC. Limited time offer, terms and conditions apply. Please buy responsibly. 92% of households that start the year with Peloton are still active a year later. 92% because of a bike? Not just bikes. We also make treadmills and rowers. Oh, let me guess, for elite athletes only, right? Nope. It doesn't matter if you're an avid exerciser or new to working out. Peloton can help you achieve your fitness goals. 92% stick with it. So can you. Try Peloton bikes, tread or row, risk-free with a 30-day home trial. New members only. Not available in remote locations. See additional terms at onepeloton.com slash home dash trial. Being promoted by these very... Uh, big companies, big record companies, big big sales companies, big big ad companies that actually use mm-hmm. music as the sales point. So in other words, it's 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 backwards, kind of like soap operas. Soap operas yeah. were created to sell the soap, not to sell the story. And so it's the same thing with music. Music is used to sell the product, not the other way around. Mm. So, so like you know, yeah, independent exactly independent it. radio. And college radio have weaker, um, you know, um, radio radio frequencies. So you have to be in the area to hear all that. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So when you're out, think, when you're out yeah, in the in on a highway, you know, you're gonna just get the strongest. Um, what are the, those towers? Mm-hmm. Whatever, whatever those towers are. Yeah, you're, it, towers. It, it's like the it's like you're gonna get the fast food because they're on yes. the side of the highway, right? You're gonna get the same gas station if you get off. And you go on the back roads, then you're gonna get like you're gonna get the Louisiana swamp pop. I think this and, is gonna yeah. change. And I feel like that, but that right there, there are times where we stay in hotels like that are chain hotels, eat at chain oh. restaurants, and have to go down the interstate, right? That that there's that time in life where depending on how people are traveling, if they need to do that. There's times for that. But the real story is off the highway, off the main mm-hmm. drag going yes. on the side roads and it's the same thing for music you're going to find the swamp pop or you're going to find the norteno mm. music you know on the border which is so cool by the way and then yeah. you, you'll you'll discover these things and you'll have you'll enjoy yourself and have a real authentic experience so i i just feel like if people got off the highway once a week we may have a better life <laughs> yeah <laughs> A better planet. I think, in a way, this this might change in the near future when there's more satellite internet going on, so that the, that no matter where you travel, mm. you'll have access access to way more than what we have mm-hmm. access to. Well, now. we can download things on our phones and do you know there's so much we can do, um, but independence is key. And and for you as a musician, being able to write about what you write about, um, I know we're going to play "Speed of a Bullet" and. Mm-hmm. 
that's one of those stories that hasn't gone away. And that's right. I mean, look at history. I mean, it's been going on for, you know, hundreds of years, but now we're in a crazy, this is crazy. I mean, war is crazy. Bloodshed is crazy. And, you know, it's, it, it, it's tragic. And, you know, writing something like that, Speed of a Bullet, um, you're going against the main, mainstream who may not write about it. You know, and there's a lot of artists who do stand up with their voice on things that they want, you know, have lied on, on an issue or a topic. Um, but for you, do you get any backlash from writing something like Speed of a Bullet? I think the only backlash is, is that a lot of times people turn a deaf ear to something that's real because it's painful to listen to. And in, you know, in music, uh, you know, I don't write love songs. I don't write love songs. And the reason I don't write love songs is because I don't think I could write a better love song than all the great love songs that have been written. There's a real Mm. talent to writing a romantic love song. You know, you just have to have that, that way of weaving words. And I don't, I don't have that. But what I do have is, um, is a sense of, uh, of, you know, what's going on in the world. Well, not that people who write love songs don't, but, um, you know, that's what I have. Mm-hmm. And really, Speed of a Bullet is not a, an anti-gun song. Mm-hmm. It is, it is a, it's a situation. So mm-hmm. the situation is, this, in this situation, a gun is going to be dangerous. In that situation, you know, mm-hmm. your average everyday life situation, a gun is going to be dangerous. And what Speed of a Bullet really is supposed to be about is how fast it happens. Yes. You know, that, mm-hmm. that there's no time to fight. There's no time to mm-hmm. deal with it. There's no time to deal with the difference. There's no time to argue the difference or fight the difference or even punch it, punch one another out. Mm-hmm. You know, it just is immediate and final. And mm-hmm. so that was all I was trying to say is that, you know, in a circumstance where you're not even in a conflict, I'm talking about kids who play mm-hmm. with guns and people who have mm-hmm. um, emotional, you know, issues going on that make them go crazy, whether momentarily or, you know, just go irrational for a second. Um, you know, that decision or that mistake is going to have immediate and permanent, permanent mm-hmm. results. That's all I'm trying to say. Mm-hmm. You know? it's, so, it's like road um, rage. Yeah, yeah, you know, and you can't. I think our coping so mechanisms. Much. We need to work on our coping mechanisms. Mm, yeah, because so when somebody just flips out, and their a vehicle can be a weapon, obviously, and you're the one that happens to be in their line of fire, so to speak, you have very little warning and nowhere to go, and and then it's done. Mm-hmm. It's done. Just you know, maybe I should say a speed of a angry driver. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, you say in the lyrics in there, one line you were talking about paranoia and a loaded gun, it says it right there. I mean, that's that's it. That's it. Now, I will say that for the listeners who are going to listen to this, here's an odd thing, a little odd little thing. The thing that you think is a fast electric guitar when you're listening to it is actually a processed bassoon. So, again, you know. That's crazy. I I have weird notes on this. And then I said there's and a that's crazy Paul hay- Hansen. haywire. Oh, okay. So tell, yeah, tell everybody about him because this this is amazing to have like a bassoon. Who has a bassoon? An electric oh, bassoon. Oh, you would be surprised how many band. people play bassoon. I know several really? bassoon players. This is but, it. This um, is- <laughs> it's, um, 
it's process. And Paul played, he was in, toured with one of the Cirque du Soleil groups. And he, uh, he, he, he's a really uh, brilliant musician. Actually, both horn players on the album, Bill Ortiz, who toured with Mm. Santana for a long time Mm. on trumpet. So I'm really lucky to have these, you know, living in the Bay Area, you have access to all kinds of really, really great musicians. And I am very lucky to know these two gentlemen and to have them on the CD. But on yeah. Speed of a Bullet, it's it's Paul Hanson on bassoon. You know, okay, so is there organ in there? Because I wrote in my notes that this has got some crazy haywire organ in there. And Nancy knows mm-hmm. what I mean by the haywire thing. Oh, so yeah, that's my favorite gambling machine there's in an Vegas. Old school, we used to print our magazine when back in the days of printing in Vegas, and they used to have this old machine called so the haywire. Great. And you'd hear this, and we were like, music, there's musical breaks with this. And then is that going to be the bassoon, or is there an organ in there? It would be the bassoon because there's only electric oh. guitar. And, and it's funny you should mention that because I, I spent – like 10 years of my life making sounds and music for slot machines in Vegas. <laughs> no way. That's so cool. Yeah. Did you do the haywire one? I've always wanted to make a slot machine. <laughs> we we want to, like, make them because it's got to be such a cool project, yeah. you know, to make Oh, yeah, they machine. were – it was fun. It was it was the original gaming industry, old-school gaming industry, yeah. you know. So, and uh, they uh, – just so you know, your listeners know, here's here's something that you may not know – is that when you walk into a casino, mm-hmm. all the slot machines are written in the same key. The key is C major. And all oh, the slot machines are in. That's why it has that, that sort of mesmerizing hum when oh. you go in there. All the music is in the key of C. Because if it wasn't, it would be oh. impossible to walk through. <laughs> yeah, you oh, can't have sharp true. and you can't yeah. have flat. And because everybody has to be on that. Okay, zone. but now did you know? that on some slot machines, there's a little banner up there where it's telling you, uh, you know, it's kind of advertising the game. And there's like uh, two games come to mind. One was the cop game where there's a little drawing. It's a little graphic, and it moves. And you can play with it. And you can play with it if you touch it. Like we were surprised. We were like, just poked it, and the cop goes, don't miss with the man. It's not even part of the game. But I know this is how we gamble. We play yeah, with, a with a machine. Like it's there's, and we there's go Fonzie. to see Happy Fonzie. Day. We won't talk about what you did to Fonzie. I Nancy. know. I, I just poked him a little bit, and he went, "Hey, <laughs> yeah." <laughs> we're like, so there you stop gambling. We're going around the machines and playing with the banners to see what. Wow, they but I didn't know C major. That's awesome. So speed of a bullet. I want to play that so everyone can hear this electric bassoon. But I, I just want to touch on this too. And you talk about the horns horn section you've got i got the lights that yeah. song i mean that is some funky goodness man and Thank i you. love that the horn section in there is just so powerful and then i think the fav- my favorite lyric from there is the earth is my home cool. yeah like, yeah yeah that's, that's, right. that's my that's my language right there the yeah that's right <laughs> write that up on my wall but um yeah yeah the horn section, I mean, these guys are really, really good. Um, but we're going to play at Speed of a Bullet right now. So everybody, take a listen.
listening to Big Blend Radio, and you just heard Speed of a Bullet from the brand-new album by Carney. Anna Carney is with us, and you can go get it. The album is called No Mercy. It's out in stores now and online. Go to Carney.org, and that is K-A-R-N-E-Y, just proving I can spell. So Carney.org, <laughs> and Carney's with us. And, Carney, that, now that that's you told crazy. me about the electric bassoon, that's all I'm, I'm like, man, i got to listen now. And, and I, I was like, what is that? And Because I, oh. I didn't really think it was guitar, but I went into the organ side. Nancy and I both uh, play and, and taught organ, and, and I'm like, okay, someone did something crazy. <laughs> and I don't know what, someone what did kind of organ Someone did something crazy, that would be Carney. <laughs> that is cool. But you play a multiple like instruments, right? Guitar, piano, um, keys, obviously. What was your first instrument? Was, your, was it your voice? I think my first instrument was my voice, but uh, at the same time, I, I started studying piano when I was really, really young, and then uh, taught myself how to play guitar a little bit after that, and then, like all good public school kids, I joined the band and played clarinet, and um, then got involved in musical theater for a couple of years, and uh, learned you know, a whole other sort of repertoire of songs, and then Towards the end, I had a really good friend in high school, and we just decided to become a rock band and um, and did that for a while and then started to do my own thing, you know. So mm. it's been a, a, a progression, but in the middle there, I, I wrote a lot of music for computer games, like I said, um, mm. uh, slot machines, but also some SimCities and Maxis uh, was the company that made it back then, not EA, and uh, um some LucasArts titles and Star Wars titles. So, you know, I spent a long time just being a composer and doing my band, uh, composing for lots of um, dance here in the Bay Area, modern dance and ballet. I, I accompanied a few classes over the years and got to know choreographers and we collaborated together on works. So, um, but I've, I've kept this songwriting thing going on throughout uh, mm. I guess that's my heart and soul is is mm. the simple song because my heroes mm. are 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 in that genre. You know, my personal music heroes besides Beethoven. I love Beethoven. Oh yeah, mm. well you've got that drive too. He was a singer songwriter too. You know, yeah. he, he had that drive. You know as well that you have. I mean, there's there's this drive. There's a, an incredible energy you have in your music and dynamics and it's just really like it, it it's a it's a wake-up call to me for so many things like it to for listeners it's like mm-hmm. hello be alive wakey wakey you know I, I wonder because of the movement and the flow in it when you're doing some heavier rock it and you're having that balance of flow working in in the world of dance did that help you at all in your songwriting to have extra flow in there because sometimes rock can be so choppy, and then yeah. you can lose the dynamics and the flow in an album, and, and you you didn't at all. I mean, this is like, how did you do that? <laughs> maybe. I mean, you know, I when, maybe it was just something that I feel. I've, I really mm-hmm. gravitate towards, um, I don't know if you've heard of this composer, but his name is uh, Stephen Reich. And uh, he's a, mm-hmm. a percussionist who was really um, innovative in the 60s. Uh, and in the 70s with modern music. And because he was a percussionist, there was always a lot of uh, rhythm and um, not what they call minimalism, but, but minimalism does isn't like um, less instruments. It can be very dense, but each instrument is doing a simple thing that repeats over and over again, which he mm-hmm. picked up from indigenous music. And mm-hmm. so um, 
I I just mm. really like that energy of of keeping the momentum of a piece going. Um, mm. As you know, when when I'm writing it, I I, I really gravitate towards the rhythm of a song mm. a lot. That's what it is. Um, yeah, that's what I notice, and maybe. Yeah, from us living in Africa, and I grew up in Kenya as a kid in, in South Africa, and, and to me that, you know, just growing up in that music, and yeah, I, I, it, there's a, and Fela does that, where it's flowing, yes. and then all of a sudden it can be, it's like, you know, a choir on heavy metal. Like, I don't know how to explain it, where it just all of a sudden it, it's almost military style, but it's not military. I can't really explain how the the rhythm can get really choppy but it's fast and it's you know and it's precise and and then it goes into like a trance like you know that's what it's it's like like a trance it it really it's interesting to me because when i was listening to this i'm like i haven't heard a a woman powerhouse like this like really powerhouse it and have that dynamic and that that flow I, i haven't heard that for a long time and so to me, this was a true treasure to just like, wow, this is a killer album. And to see well, a woman, you. you know, fronting and songwriting and playing the instruments and singing, I think that's incredible. And I think we have so many women out there musically, and I just love it when someone comes out and just goes like, wake up. It's like, <laughs> let me show you how you do this. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's making me, I'm having to watch my language. <laughs> I'm trying hard with this. But let's talk about the rest of your band, uh, too. Your bass player is Kevin White. Well, there were two bass players on the uh, on the album. There's a guy named Kim yeah. Manolius, and then there's another uh, guy who plays with. Um, um, oh God, I'm going. I'm having a, a little a little moment of, of memory lapse here. But it's Kevin White, and he he plays with Chuck Prophet. That's it, Chuck Prophet, and mm. also two guitarists, um, Michael Doyle. Uh, who is on a lot of the leads um, for, uh, throughout the songs, And then the one that you heard, no, the No Mercy lead, was done by James Prado, who is also with Chuck Prophet. And these guys play with tons of other guys as well, tons of other bands. And then uh, my my right-hand guy, Jeff Herrera on drums, who has been, he and I have worked together now for over 10 years. So we are, we're like brother and mm. sister now. And... Um, and then on the, the last piece that you'll probably play, Wild Green, um, I, I'm sort of part of this global group of, of poets called Poets for Peace. And mm. it's, a, it's a group uh, headed by um, a professor over in, in Cyprus, near Greece, um, mm. named Haji Michael. And he's coming out with his own album, Haji Michael, H-H-A-I Michael, uh, I think in May. And... Uh, I asked him to write, I wrote this song called Wild Green, and it was, it's a very psychedelic yes. song and incorporates it. beat loops. And I, I worked with Carl mm-hmm. Perrazzo, who is uh, the percussionist, the timbale player for Santana, mm-hmm. and um, came up with this really great uh, track. And then I asked Haji to uh, write a poem about the earth. And mm-hmm. so you'll hear his vocals throughout and um, I was wondering it's a really, yes. yeah that's him and you know the, the album obviously we're playing some of the more high energy songs there there are a couple of really super Americana songs on there Restless Wind and mm. um, Not Lost that mm. kind of tone down a little bit you know so that it I wanted the album to sort of not be just in your face the ear needs a break 
every once in a while. So, mm-hmm. you know, that's yeah. why the, the, the more acoustic guitar songs come in. Um, and then, you know, it builds up again at the end. So, um, yeah. You, it, I love, I love uh, Not Lost. Um, it just it took me, like, back to childhood innocence. Yet when you're yeah. and there's that glimpse of how when you're learning how to balance that and still stand up to know who you are, there's that balance. And then we always take you know there's life happens and then you forget your innocence and it's like that return to innocence. And how do we bring that back? That mm-hmm. yeah. That you know and and how do we stand strong with who we are yet not lose that spark that excitement of life? That's, you know? that's interesting because as an artist. You know, I think that people who are super innovative, it's already in their system. Mm -hmm. You know, they almost don't need to train to do anything. They're just seeing and hearing things differently. And a lot Mm -hmm. of times, so that's why a lot of artists who are really super amazing and shoot up to the top, the Jimi Hendrixes, the, um, Mm -hmm. um, you know, Einstein, you know, I mean, these great minds. Uh, yes, I did just compare Jimi Hendrix to Einstein, and I'm proud I did that. Um, I think, well, they're, they're, they would agree. You know, it's good. The, Music is good for your math. <laughs> yeah. In, um, and, and so they were young when they came up with some of their most innovative ideas. Now, of course, Einstein didn't, you know, do it until he was a little older because it took him a while to sort of formulate, formula, put the formula to what he was already knowing he just in you know intuitively knew it and so we all have this more innovative self when we're younger we're closer to our our childhood self where we're just pure creativity you know you just give us a stick and a pile of mud and you know we can make you know a story out of it an epic story out of it when we're you know three years old and so uh the farther when life becomes more complicated and we start to judge ourselves more as we get older, we start to move away from that. And Mm -hmm. so I, you know, I was sort of, as I got a little older, I was sort of wishing that I could be that person that I was in my twenties, not like, I don't want to make the same mistakes, but I'd Mm -hmm. I'd like to have that spark of Mm -hmm. unabashed. I'm going to do it my way. And this is my way and I, I'm, you know, inspiration. And so it's, it's interesting you would say that because I definitely had that, that thought going into this album, which was that I, I just meditated on, you know, who I was mm. back then and mm. um, tried to bring that forth in this, in this album, tried to revisit it, re-be it. I don't know if that's a word. Re-be? Is that a word? Yeah. Well, <laughs> no, it's, it's, well, yeah, but back to the cycles and, you know, we, we get to go back and bring, you know, dust forth. Imagine you know, it, it's it's fun to have a little kids party. So you and you don't invite kids. You invite all your normal friends, adult friends, and make them come to the party dressed as children and bring a toy, and watch what happens. <laughs> Some fun stuff, fun <laughs> parties. Really or we could watch what like kids that. do. Yeah, it's and really just... funny because it makes you get out of that adult skin, and yeah. go back. And then it's it's interesting because at first it's just really silly. And the boys do fight like little kids. That's interesting. But towards mm-hmm. the end of the evening, everybody gets kind of mellowed out, and they start thinking about things from, like, okay, I think this now, but as a child, actually, I would look at it this way. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. It's interesting. Yeah. And it depends on what you're mm-hmm. serving at the party. Now, <laughs> I kind of learned this from a, an, art, an art professor who told me that we should always look at things straight on, upside down, from the back, from the front, and from several different angles. Mm, right. In yeah, order to idea. see completely. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's right. I, I want There's to know, a- Carney, would you paint? ever visually paint because I, I for some reason I see you painting and I just yeah think that is that is an area of artistic expression that just passed me by I cannot <laughs> go back go back go back go back, go back and get it I, I actually used to paint quite a bit but uh, it never really progressed beyond <laughs> I got I got up to a certain point. I have a really vivid memory of going to an art class and the teacher saying, oh, do this. And I just sat in front of the canvas going, I don't even, I am so fascinated. I have original paintings from friends all over my house. Oh, that's so nice. I'm, I'm a big believer in buying art from your friends, you know, yeah. and supporting cool. their, their efforts. So I am just, fascinated by visual art because I cannot do it. My father was a visual artist. My mother was oh, a wow. visual artist. And I cannot, it's just that, just that gene just passed me right on by. Wow. I'm all How interesting. Yeah. For some reason I saw you with like a bunch of art, like just, yeah. And well, painting. it could be, it could be just you haven't found the right medium. Yeah. Maybe you have to sculpt. Yeah. Hmm. I do like sculpting. I, I would, Wanted to have a room with nothing but sculpting and masks in it. Three hmm. D art. That's cool. cool. That's cool. I love this. Now you are also an artist in residence, and I want to. I'm not trying to do a, a, a shameless plug, but I'm going to. Um, this this segment is sponsored by the National Parks Arts Foundation, and what they do is they put artists and poets and musicians and filmmakers, dancers, all of it. Uh, it doesn't matter what kind of art you do, as long as you're doing art. And you get to stay in a national park for a month and create. Oh, wow. And so yeah. I wanted to ask about your experience as an artist in residence at Mills College and in San Francisco at the State University. What kind of, what happens in that kind of scenario? Because we're, we do a lot. We travel. We have a, um, our last time we were in San Francisco was to see Muir Woods and Point Reyes National Seashore as part of our tour. We're on a quest to visit every single national park unit in the country of 418 now mm-hmm. and cover the wow. other magazine. But and because it it's about showcasing history and and preserving it and um, so you know hopefully the cycle doesn't keep going and right. you know, on certain things and then nature and to preserve and protect these uh, special places and your backyard is super special um, but that's how we learned about artists in residence programs was just like that way and so mm-hmm. what's it like as an artist in residence working in in you know in the college and university do you stay in the dorm or is it how does that part work? Well, I was uh like I said I was a, a dance accompanist for a long long mm-hmm. time. And um I worked at Mills College um for their graduate dance program and I worked at San Francisco State in their graduate dance program, you know, accompanying their classes. Mm-hmm. And they part of what they had to do as you know, if they were going to get a doctorate or a masters in dance is that they had to come up with an original piece of choreography to original music Mm -hmm. and that's where I came in so I wrote several pieces for um, graduate dance um, students Um, 
And so, hmm. you know, a lot of collaboration with choreographers. Um, uh, I did one uh, artist in residence down at uh, Cal Poly that where I actually lived on campus and we created the piece called Storyboard by Janice Garrett um, uh, uh, on campus and then performed it. Um, but, but for Mills, I was, I was just, uh, I was working there. And so I was known to be creative and known. I, I would never bring music mm-hmm. to class. I would always just improvise in class. I did that in ballet classes. I did it in modern dance classes. Mm-hmm. And so um, they knew that, you know, they could just say, well, this is what we're doing, you know, and what would you put to it? And I would give them some ideas and then we would collaborate and create these larger pieces. Mm. Very cool. Very cool. I think these kinds of programs are so important. I know that you do a a lot also with youth, and it's something to me that's so important because I think it's – I almost feel like the arts should be mandatory education for the youth, you know, and we shouldn't be taking their programs out. Well, San Francisco rocks when it comes to arts programs. We – the voters Mm. want it in the public schools, and they get it, and, you know – it's not everywhere, all of it everywhere, but mm-hmm. it is almost everywhere. San Francisco Unified definitely does art well. I mean, we even have mariachi programs. We have cool. we have modern rock band programs. And then, of course, your traditional orchestra, band, and choir, dance, visual art. Wow. We have festivals in the city, youth arts festivals. So it's, it's, it's quite um, developed here. Um, oddly enough, you know, Texas also has a really good – a public mm. music, public school music uh, programs. They're really big. Mm. They have some amazing young artists that come out of Texas. You know, the, so. Texas is pretty cool in regards to music. When you look at Austin, mm-hmm. and then you get all these different little, like you've got the Umpapa bands and the Norteno, <laughs> and then you, the mariachis. We're here in Tucson, Arizona, and we have that big mariachi conference that happens every year. Mm-hmm. I love mariachi music. Yeah. I don't know if oh, we yeah. lived in Mexico for a while, and it was just. It's a way of life, you know. And I remember that yeah. one mariachi, they would go from, you know, restaurant to restaurant and stuff, and, uh, you know, bar to bar. And the one mariachi goes like, here, well, okay, well, you play. It, somebody told him, because Nancy and I both, you know, done some music. And I was just like, why would I play? Like, you guys are doing this amazing work. And I was like, what? I'm going to play you the blues? Because yeah. that's all I know <laughs> is to play the blues. You oh, know, it's a trade-off, like, is, you know. I know, and he was just like, well, no, trade. I want to see what you're doing. And, and it was it was like it was so cool to have that kind of communication, you know. I wanted to yeah. know, with, with your album No Mercy, if you could play one song on the album with someone you've always wanted to perform with that you've never performed with before, alive or passed on. It could be Einstein and Jimmy. <laughs> um, what song would it be? Who's gonna, who are you going to play with? And where? where where's the I place think it that would you... be, definitely be I Got the Light because it's set up for, mm. you know, artists to come in and, and, and be the great artists that they are. That's that's like a direction I want to go is to be less verbal and more music. Mm. Um, and that, mm. that piece has very little in the way of lyrics in it and uh, more, you know, showcasing awesome. the amazing the artistry. Ooh. And if I could yeah. work with any one artist, wow. Um, if it's an instrumentalist, I might want to go with um, – 
I might want to go with Miles Davis. Ooh. You know? Oh, that would because be so interesting. I think like, because wow. I would learn so much about mm. music from him, you know? That's that's what I like. I'm I'm just constantly seeking out new ways to do things. Mm. And when it comes to innovation and being on the cutting edge and um in you know he's the most iconic you know brilliant genius of the 20th century in jazz blues modern mm-hmm. styles he even led the way in psychedelia he led the way in progressive rock and and avant-garde styles and he was a painter you know mm-hmm. so here we go um, yeah I think it would have to be. Oh, sorry. I want to move out of this room where there's a bell. Um, One ringy dingy. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, but I, you know what? I want to hear him on there because of the drum stops. That, those drums, they're, it's funky. I got the lights as funky. Mm. There's like a, it's, I don't know. It's, it, I, I love the, the way that just how the rhythm changes up. And I want to hear him on that. So, but where are you going to play? Where am I going to play I Got the Light? What, what venue? Yeah. Oh, um, well, I would love to perform at Jones Beach in New York. Um, I guess it's Long Island or Rhode Island or something like that. Long Island. Okay. Hmm. Yeah, there's a wonderful outdoor theater that I've always wanted to play at. It's right on the water, Hmm. and uh, it's just, it has a real, you know, open air kind of feel. The air is fresh, and it's the audience. I've I've been there when um Santana played there and I just I just really vibed with it. Mm. And uh it's when I'm when I'm pretending in my mind that I'm playing on a large stage, I seem to always go back there. Wow. Mm. That's cool. I know. And outdoors Random, there's but, a thing about yeah. or outdoors versus indoors. Yeah. To me and that's the thing, your your album, like I you know, Nancy's always getting people like, Come on, you someone's gotta do a rock opera. Like yeah. you could totally you do, could this do it with this this album. Like I see it being a big we need, open we need a outdoor new, we need setting. a rock opera. Yeah. A new one. You could do it. Well, yeah. I would I would I've always dreamt of writing an opera. <laughs> yeah, I, mean, I you've just got don't the have the yeah. money or the time. You've got the, the all round talent. You got the That's dancers. The, yeah. You know. You got the you got the yeah, band, do That's it. for sure. The yeah. Carney band rocks. Yeah, yeah. I, I, wanted, think, I wanted to write a, an opera about the Civil War. I thought that would make it really oh, good. Oh, that opera. would be neat. Wow. Yeah. Uh, okay. Okay. So then you need to apply to the National Parks Arts Foundation and go do their residency in Gettysburg. In Gettysburg. Oh. Oh. You stay well, for a month in this haunted Klingle house. The, the Klingle house. The farmhouse. It has a peach tree, and <laughs> and it's trippy. Well, they have one that's just for military veterans. One program. One is for poets, and they have they're open to everybody. Artists, painters, musicians. Well, maybe everybody. after this conversation, I'll gather that information and see if I uh, yeah. Yeah. could qualify. National Parks Arts Foundation dot org. Everyone, there's there's a commercial for the day, uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but check them out. They're really really unique. So, um, oh, yeah, it's, that sounds fascinating. I, I to us, it's just the coolest thing. We we interview a lot of the artists, and it's just so cool to hear their experiences, especially in Gettysburg. Yeah, I know. I love some it. get haunted, some don't. Um, uh-huh. But you know, it's just interesting because some some stay at like the Hawaii volcanoes. Um, it's just, I mean, it's crazy to be able to stay in a park for a month. I would dig that. 
I yes. keep asking Tanya. Well, I, to, I just to, thought to that since we us. have never really resolved that war culturally in this country, yeah, exactly. South versus no, we North, that it exactly. might be a nice. Hamilton was a really good. Um, what I liked mm, about Hamilton yeah. was it definitely dealt with our 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 focus on on you know how we see people of color, you know, and how mm-hmm. we perceive art and how we perceive history as mm. you know being sort of all white, and it's not. At all, mm. it's like that's like one fourth of of the whole picture, and mm. um, you know yeah. that everybody who's here has been part of making this country what is it? Well, not right now what it is, but maybe what it was in the seventies. <laughs> <laughs> Don't start me. No, I'm going to say this. I'm going to say this. A, such a positive thing here. I'm. I've been working with a radio person who has gotten, you know, has sort of brought the the album uh, to college and community radios uh, all over the United States. And what I'm really, really fascinated by is that a little, you know, a a little person in uh, San Francisco is connecting musically with people in Kentucky, in Florida, in Oklahoma, in Virginia, in, you know, Minnesota. And that tells me, you know, the content of my album is very socially mm-hmm. progressive. Relative. Okay, that's yeah. me. I'm a progressive. And that there are people like that are really everywhere in the United mm-hmm. States. And not it, you know, this whole red and blue stuff. That's just yes. the the media telling Let's us that there are – We really are a purple country. Mm-hmm. And then I would go to one other level, which is to say that maybe somebody who I – just have big differences with we still in this country share some very fundamental values and if we you know we may approach those values differently but for instance a good one is we all want to keep our children safe you know Mm -hmm. i think we can all sort of rally around that idea okay that's one Mm -hmm. you know we none of us want to die before our time that's two You know, so there, there, there's a whole list of things that we all as human beings share in common. Mm-hmm. And if we could just take all that stuff and just put that in a category of, no, we're not different, and then just take a look at the very few things that we are fundamentally uh, of, in disagreement about, it, you know, it, it would make it a lot easier for us to have a conversation with people that we don't know, that we have nothing culturally in common with in our everyday lives Mm. otherwise, you know, a big city person versus a rural person, you know, Mm -hmm. and sit down and have a conversation about our differences and how we would go about working it out so that my decisions don't mess them up and their decisions don't mess me up, you know. So that's that's... Solution. Yeah, that that's exactly but, what Nancy and I believe yeah. like that too. Because we're not yeah. we're not a party person. Well, we because, like parties because then you become the brainwashed <laughs> part. I'm not calling people party people brainwashed, but um, everyone starts to vote exactly For the same way guidelines. according to party. Yeah. Versus looking at a true issue and yeah. dissecting it according to what needs to be fixed or not fixed. And and I'm I I just I think the whole party thing in this I've. It's weird, man. It's out of whack. And I think we're not looking at the issues, and then we tie other issues onto another issue to pass a bill. 
you know. It, it's right. crazy. Well, How did our national parks and credit cards get put in one bill, you know? Well, that's so just that's, manipulation. That's manipulation. Exactly. Yeah. You know? And that's, yeah, so it's, uh, yeah. you know, there, this is a, a long conversation right here. I know. But, yeah. you we know. should have a political <laughs> channel that everybody can <laughs> See on the internet and see on the television. Wait, you mean C-SPAN so you can watch them all sleep? No, well, seriously, and not have a not have parties. Just here's the issues, mm-hmm. and you can go and look and and listen for whatever issues touch you or mm-hmm. um, you're concerned about, so that you understand what's happening, and take the money out of the political arena. Not yeah, allow corporations one. to make any sort of contributions, donations, payoffs, ripoffs, whatever you want to None. call it, to political right. candidates ever, ever, ever. And <laughs> then the people will vote the way the people vote, and things might start to get done. There you go. And also and bring back the fairness doctrine. Thank mm. you. Thank you. Okay. Yep. Does anybody know what the fairness doctrine is? That's That went away go so long it. ago people don't even know that that was where the, the press – was obligated to, to report the truth. Both sides, yes. Right. Well, okay, you know. so a few years ago we did, um, this was when uh, President Barack Obama was running, and um, there were, we, we interviewed Fred Carger, Carger from um, California. We interviewed, oh, my gosh, someone Romer. from Romer, Buddy yep. Romer from Louisiana. Romer. And they were all running. But because they were non-party and because of the amount of money that they had, they couldn't get into the debates. And we had one one of our partners were like, well, can you interview this person? We're like, well, if we interview this side, then we need to interview that side. And we found that that was – we thought that was a law. And we found that that – I mean, like, if we interview a conservative, we need to interview a Democrat. We need to interview, you know, a progressive, yes, an independent. It. We need to do all of it, you know. And Bernie, right. any time. <laughs> uh, just – you know, and we needed to do all sides, and we found out that that law doesn't even exist. And now people can't even right. get into being part of the debate, so therefore they have to pay their way. Yeah, how do you, how that doesn't make sense? You know, it's like so. Anyway, yeah, I, watching that and what what's happened that way and the Fairness Act, I, I think you're absolutely right. But I think it's time to play some Wild Green because that's something we okay. all need. <laughs> Green, but um, everybody again, uh, go get the album. It's No Mercy by Carney. Uh, it's K A R N E Y. Go to her website, carney.org. It's out now. Go get it, put it in the car, and uh, put your car on cruise control. <laughs> Otherwise, <laughs> you'll get into trouble like I do with albums like hers because it is dangerously good, but you're going to love it. And uh, again, carney.org. Big Blend Radio airs Mondays through Thursdays at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time. Friday and Sundays, 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time. Check us all out at BigBlendRadio.com. Thanks so much for joining us, Carney. It's been an absolute pleasure. It's been a real pleasure talking with you both, too, Lisa and Nancy. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> now, behave thank yourself. Thank you so much. Yeah, and right. and uh, <laughs> thank you to your listeners for spending a little time listening to my, my humble expression. Oh, your, your humble expression rocks. So it's an Thank epic you. album, everyone. Go get it. And there's a lot of anthems on there, too. Yep. yep. There's a lot of good anthems on there. Thanks so much. Here it is, everybody. Wild Green. Wild Green. 